Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well met, fellow adventurers. I am once more of the Goblin Claw Inn. A place of some disrepute, but of higher, but also several adventures. For example, the Seven Goblins, part six and seven, were here. But there's more to go. Take a seat in the common room. I've read the descriptions here before, so I'm not going to read them again. You sit at a table in front of the fireplace basking in the flickering glow of its roaring blaze as your eyes wander the common room clown, crowd. An inn-servant moves past and places a frothing flagon of the bitter house ale in front of you. Compliments of Grutzmull, who I helped out when I retrieved, when I retrieved that shield for him. Adventures for this location. Beggar's Delve. What lies hidden in the damp, gloomy depths of Beggar's Delve? Start this adventure. Here we go. The man seated across from you takes a sip from his nearly full flagon and repeats what he said only a few moments ago. You listen with growing interest as the wheel ride from Rundir again relates to you the somewhat fantastic tale told to him by a traveller earlier this very afternoon. A story involving a bandit, goblins, and a nearby cave. The wheelwright, Jurid, 
his bushy brown beard flecked with the froth of Goblin Claw's best ale. Not that that necessarily means much at the Goblin Claw. Tells you about a cave known as Beggar's Delve, in the depths of which is said to lie a large quantity of gold, a treasure long ago hidden away by a ruthless bandit as he fled from a band of goblins. Druid says that the version of the tale told to him by the traveller had the bandit stash his ill-gotten gains in a cave and narrowly evade his goblin pursuers, only to be killed on his way back to reclaim his pride. Prize, when he unwittingly crossed back past with a deaf barb spider in the forest. Well, we have encountered deaf barb spiders before, but that was a long time ago. So I'll read the link. These giant, venomous, green and black spiders many of which grow to reach the size of a large dog, are named for the long barbed stinger that protrudes from the end of their tapered abdomens. The venom injected by the barbed stinger serves to incapacitate the spider's prey and can ultimately paralyse creatures man-sized or smaller. Once thought to have gone extinct, sightings of deaf barbed spiders have occurred with greater frequency over the last few years, all across the North Broadlands. As, as the weirwhite concludes his retelling of the traveller's tale, he is startled when he offers to reveal the location of Beggar's Delve for a clabbing flagon of Goblin Claw's best autumn ale. Druid fixes you the pleading stare as you contemplate the details of the unexpected proposition. So if you buy him the ale for just one gold token, and and then I'll get to find presumably a lot more gold. I mean, even if the tre- tre- the cave is just filled with monsters, there'll probably be some stuff I can sell. And the worst case scenario, I get to have an adventure. Well, actually, worst case scenario, uh, I go to the cave, there's nothing there, and I go back. That's probably the worst. Well, I can die, but I don't think that's very likely. I don't think there are very few things in the world, in the wilderness that I would, that I have to worry about. As long as I don't bump into any mans with leather hats, then then I'll be okay. And also any foes which have been given given puzzle-based invincibility, but someone forgot to put the puzzle in. Then I'd worry about those, but I think I'd just run from those, because those things tend to not chase you very far. I'm going to buy him the ale. One gold token is spent. Clink! No sooner have you have you call for ale, does the bearded weirwhite begin to detail for you the location of the cave. You listen intently as he describes the spot in the forest, only a few miles west of Goblin Claw. Location info, Beggar's Delve. To reach Beggar's Delve, travel south to southwest Telsa, 
the Hot Hills, south toward Grand, and then to Beggar's Dell. It's pretty deep down. Druid wishes you luck and tells you he expects half a share of whatever gold you find hidden in the cave. What, what, that's, what is that? Fair enough. Just a joke, of course. He says, chuckling, I do hope you take care of your venture out that way, though. Best of luck and all that. You thank Druid just as Golenia arrives and sets down the flagon you call for. The Willowite snatches up the ale and swallows nearly half of it in a series of loud gulps, pausing to salute you by raising the battered vessel. Come on! Savour it! Savour it! I only bought you one! <laughs> Although you could have held out for six. and But you're not getting any more than that. Because you have more than that, you're binge drinking. And I'm not I'm not gonna condone that. <laughs> With the location of Beggar's Dove now firmly etched into your mind, you begin to contemplate when and how you would explore the nearby cave in the hopes of finding its legendary treasure. Well, when is right now? Location info Beggar's Delve. To reach Beggarsdale, travel to Southwest Telsa, the Hart Hills, South Todd Glen, and then to Beggarsdale. There's the, another adventure I can do, but first, leave the inn, travel Beggarsdale. You're standing in the forest several miles west of Goblin Glorin, before the mouth of a cave known as Beggarsdale. According to what you've been told, a large quantity of gold was long ago hidden in the cave by a bandit. A foul smell drifts out of the cave's dark, gaping moor. I could rest here, but I don't have to, so it's now time to enter the cave just as soon as I equip my shimmering silver mace. Here we are, into the cave. You're standing just inside the mouth of the cave, of the damp, forbidding cave, lair known as Beggar's Delve. To the west, the broad tunnel slopes down to the silent, glistening gloom. Okay, I'm in the southeast corner. Okay, I'm going up again, looping round. Directly north, an eerie gurgling sound erupts out of the darkness ahead. As an undulating puzzle, puddle of grey slime slides into view. With the deadly scavenger slivering in your direction, you instinctively assume a combat-ready stance. It's a writhing grey slime. Begin combat. The oozing puddle of slime surges at you. How dare you! This is a no-surging zone! Did you read that invisible sign I just put up? No surging. No surging. No surging zone. No surging. Don't you dare you consider surging. This is a no surging zone. You see? You see? I've just written it down. No surging. No. Bad slime. No surging. 12 XP. A revolting, gurgling noise echoes along the tunnel. A 
as the grey slime rapidly melts into a thin, bubbling puddle of ooze. Yes, and the punishment for surging is death! After quickly checking over your equipment, you once again set off through the gloom. Now I've got to be on the lookout. Is anyone going to be surging? An eerie gurgling sound whops out the darkness ahead as an undulating puddle of grey slime slides into view. With the deadly scavenger slivering in your direction, you instinctively assume a combat-ready stance. It's a whippling grey slime. The oozing... The oozing puddle of slime surges at you. Surging? Did you just hear me? No surging! You die! You die! You broke the surging rules by surging! You've slain your foe. 12 XP. A revolting, gurgling sound echoes along the tunnel as the grey slime rapidly melts into a thin, bubbling puddle of ooze. After quickly checking over the equipment, you once again set off through the gloom. Okay, there was a little alcove straight west from the entrance. Nothing there. Alcove. An eerie gurgling sound whops out the darkness ahead. This undulating puddle of grey slime slides into view, with the deadly scaven scavenger slivering in your direction. You instinctively assume a combat-ready stance. This is a whippling grey slime. Begin combat. It surges at you. Not did I just tell you. No surging. Now you die. And it did. 12 XP. A revolting gurgling noise echoes along the tunnel as the grey slime rapidly melts into a thin bubbling puddle of ooze. After quickly checking over your equipment, you once again set off through the gloom. Alright, going west. Slivering grey slime now. And the naughty thing is surging, so it has to die. Another 12 XP. After quickly checking over your equipment, you once again set off through the gloom. I wonder, are all these dissolved slimes going to make the caves slippy? Probably. Of course, that, that's why I have studied boots. Presumably. So I don't slip on all the, on all the various viscerals that end up, that you end up all over the floor when you take up the profession of a professional, professional freelance adventurer. Uh, another alcove to the north. Okay. Now the passage is just straight on, just twisting round to the southwest, going north. It's a weave, weaving grey slime. And it's. I'm fighting it, I'm fighting it. Because this, this, that's what you do when you get into battle, you fight. And it's a naughty surger! So it must die. For the punishment of surging in a no-surging zone. 13 XP. Okay. Ooh. So I've reached the north and then went around to the east. I'm now further north. I'm the furthest north up, up, up edge of the dungeon. And then it 
suddenly ends. One step to the east. The cave tunnel ends abruptly. The jagged brink of a yawning fissure that spans the entire breadth of the passage. The passage continues east on the opposite side of the perilous chasm, which you estimate is nearly ten feet wide. Attempt to cross the cavern. For several long moments, you stand staring across the perilous divide. You desire to explore the corridor on the other side. The chasm is tempered by the realisation of the extreme danger involved in attempting to cross the fabulous fissure. So I've got a few options here. Go back west. And then I could just give up on the treasure, but I'll just be back here again, so not doing that. Attempt to leap over the chasm. I could fail, and if I fail, I fall to my death, and also I look silly. Because I have other options, I could use gating to gate over to the other side, or use feathery to use... Cunning tricks and agility to get across. Hmm, gating or thievery? Well, gating thievery has the highest chance of success, so I'll take that. You successfully used it. 4xp to thievery, putting your thievish talents to work. You expertly scale the tunnel wall and begin to make your way across the chasm. When at last you step onto the tunnel floor on the far side of the fissure, you exhale sharply, thankful to have completed the extremely dangerous traverse. Having made it safely across the chasm, you're about to continue along the cave tunnel when you suddenly spot a large wooden structure resting up, up against the nearby wall. A closer examination of the curious object reveals it to be a makeshift bridge constructed out of oaken planks that are bound together by thick, jagged lengths of rope. After closely inspecting the bridge and determining it to be relatively good repair, you drag it over to the edge of the fissure and, after several minutes of difficult wrangling, manage to set it in place across the perilous gap. Okay, but... Okay, I can imagine someone built the bridge when they want to cross over. Okay, but... Which means to get it away from there, there would have to be on this side. But how did they get back? I mean, they could have used thievery or gating to get across. Or maybe... Maybe they got to this side and then used telekinesis to push to push the bridge onto the other side so no one could get across to their treasure. Yes, maybe that. Maybe that. Hmm. Yeah, but then hmm. I mean if you're really concerned, we you just destroy the bridge? Mm, but I guess, uh, yeah, telekinesis, you could just, 
use telekinesis to move the bridge in a in a way to get over the chasm where if you fail, you don't fall to your death. It's a safer way. Because if you're trying to telekinesis yourself over the chasm and you fail, you go, Eeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeee
And honestly, if you're a predator, this is a really bad place for you to be. The only, there only about two people have ever been in this cave. Me and that bandit. Two. And because there's that chasm, you're not going to have wolves and deer and bears coming in here. Because they can't cross the chasm. I guess bats, bats could, could shelter in this cave. But that's about it. Well, there's probably other exceptions, but that's the main thing. You're just you're staying you're you're staying here. How did also how did you get here? You massive slime. How did you even get here? You don't even have legs. How could you cross the chasm? Did you, did you just stretch? Did you just stretch really far? Maybe. Hold your ground. And engage the massive slime. To finally draw yourself into combat where these stats. As the massive grey slime rapidly bears down on you. Its hideous gurgles echoing throughout the surrounding darkness. Okay massive grey slime I'm going to fight you. Oh dear. Did you just surge? Well maybe you didn't hear because that was on the other side of the chasm. But this is a no-surging zone. You're going to have to die now. You surged. And the walls say no surging. The walls I just made up right now say no surging. And even even if you weren't, I'd have to kill you because you're, you're between me and my treasure. And I like treasure. It's shiny. It keeps surging. Um, it's nearly gone, and you have slain your foe. 13 XP. You step back from the bubbling, bubbling puddle of grey slime and wipe those splattered remnants of, of the slain creature that found their way onto your attire. After taking a few moments to recover from the fight, you cautiously approach the end of the tunnel where your invading light reveals a sight that serves to quicken your reveals quicken your pulse. You're standing at the eastern end of the cave tunnel, only a thin puddle of greyish liquid in the centre of the corridor serves to mark the spot where the massive grey slime perished at your hands. A large wooden chest, its dark timbers soft and rotten. Stands against the wall. So use. I can open the chest. Or use feathery first. Successfully used. 4 XP to feathery. You carefully examine the chest. Attempting to determine. If the ancient box is trapped. After nearly a minute. You come to the conclusion. The chest is neither trapped. Nor locked. Well that's convenient. Although I guess I guess he already made he, he put one thing in front of it, so maybe he just thought, oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not crossing that place again to put a lock on this chest. Oh, just, just, leave it be. I'll get it. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get it. I'll 
Uh, yeah, so get it soon enough. Soon enough. Uh, I just got to get out of this. Get out of this forest without getting killed by a spider or something. Then I can get the chest. Get the gold. Then I can launder it. Then I can buy myself a nice house. And, and then get really drunk and die young and drunk. That's the plan to defeat. <laughs> Open the chest. As you take hold of the chest lid and begin to lift, the wadded wood crumbles in your hands. In a matter of seconds, the lid is little more than a spongy pile of timber shards. Lying atop the heap of gold that fills the chest. Guess it didn't really matter whether it was locked or not. Because, I mean, that would be really embarrassing. You make this big, tough lock. But, the wood, but then the wood breaks. Yes, because that's the thing. A lock is only as strong as the door it's in. Because if you can't break the lock, can't pick the lock, can't break the lock, just you can break the door and you're still in. Admittedly, it's a bit less nuanced and a bit more obvious and noisy, but if you really got to get in someplace, that's what they mean by forcing the lock. It's... Breaking the door around the lock. <laughs> of course, most of the good locks are in tough doors. Or at least they should be. Because there's really no point getting this super high-tech high lock. Ah, but the door it's in can be kicked down in three seconds. Well, I mean that can happen <laughs> in a matter of seconds yep here we are you promptly take possession of the large quantity of gold that fills the rotted chest 1563 gold tokens beneath the gold you discover a pair of plate gauntlets and a magnificent plate helm without a second thought you reach in and take both the helm and the gauntlets. The paint gauntlets are unmatched. They, they, they are the best gauntlets you can get without magic. And the plate helm is unmatched and is the best sort of thing you can get without magic. Yes, and more importantly... They'll sell for a lot of money. So, I'm probably getting closer to 5,000 gold in here. And also, if you did this quest early enough, you could just equip them. And then and then you'll, you well, the gauntlets you'll keep to the near the end. And the, the plate helm, that might, that might last, you might be using that to the very end of the adventure. Unless you picked up the Warlord's Helm in the Haunting in Durnstig. In which case, that would be your helm pretty much forever. 
after making certain nothing else is lying at the bottom of the chest. You turn and prepare to make your way out of the cave, confident you've just acquired the legendary treasure of Beggar's Delve. You're standing at the eastern edge of the cave tunnel. A large wooden chest, its dark timber soft and wattled, stands against the wall. The chest lid is missing and the once grand box is empty. I presume this bandit, this bandit stole the chest. Stole the chest from the goblins and that was why he was chasing them. Oh, really? Yeah, if, if I, I mean, of course it makes perfect sense. If someone stole that much gold, there would be a pursuit. And of course... And of course, goblins don't really need that much of a reason to chase after and kill someone. Head west across the bridge. We've read this before. How many more crossings ancient timbers can withstand? Well, it doesn't matter anymore because this beggar's delve is done. Slivering grey slime. Slain for for defiling the no-surging wall. I presume, I mean, if you even read the text, maybe it didn't surge. But I'm pretty sure it did. Because it is associated with known surges. Leave the cave. You, you emerge from the cave and step into the thick of the fragrant sunlit forest. After having spent a considerable amount of time exploring the dark, damp, passages of Death Beggar's Delve, the soft sounds of the woodland surroundings seem particularly pleasant. Realising the bright clear afternoon will soon give, give way to the onset of dusk, you set off for the Goblin Claw Inn, eager to make your way out of the wilds before then. Suddenly, a soft Pattle of footfalls landing on the leaf-covered ground is all it takes for you to realise you're not alone. You spin in the direction of the unexpected found and find a thin, gaunt-faced man in leather armour moving stealthily towards you. The instant your eyes meet, the stranger straightens up and bows, never once averting his stony gaze. You weren't, boy. Any chance in the cave, were you? He asks, placing his hands on his hips and glancing about the surrounding forest. A dagger was tucked into his belt at his right side, and a short sword dangles in his sheath from his left. Okay, admittedly, in times like these, just having weapons on you does not mean you have any sinister plans i mean this is this is the wilds we're talking about you'd be kind of dumb not to bring at least something with you unless you're really good at our combat these but otherwise you should probably always be armed when you go into the wilds of telsa just just to be sensible okay a few options here ask him why he wants to know 
Tell him it's none of his business. Tell him you were just in the cave or used divination. To give me some clues. Doing that first. Succeeded. 4x speed to divination. You channel your power of divination. And immediately detect a faint awe of evil surrounding the man. You sense this man's intention is to deceive you. And perhaps do you great harm. Hmm, so I could just attack him straight away, because apparently faint evil is enough to deserve the death penalty for being faintly evil, according to magic, a magic I don't understand, and really doesn't give any sources. Hmm, so I, yeah. I'll just be honest. Tell him I was just in the cave. The man nods slowly. And with his white hand strokes the sides of his slender, unshaven face. Like this. Can you hear this? Maybe he didn't. Did you find the treasure? He asks his bold inquiry, catching you off guard. There's treasure in there, you know. It's not easy to reach, though. Believe me, I tried. You did find it, didn't you? Might have, yes, might have known just by the look of you. Not a man who would be content to leave behind such a prize. Out the corner of your eye, you spot the white man's hand inching towards the hilt of his sword. Okay. He's going to attack me. So I can attack him, or just flee immediately. Not not for my not for my sake, of course, but really just because he gets into combat. Well, it's going to end. It's obviously going to end badly for him. But no, actually, ah, oh, you know what? I've had enough with bandits and stuff. Attack him. You lunge at the man, attempting to regain him before he can draw a weapon. But he proves far more agile mark than you anticipated. With a nimble twist, he dodges your attack and leaps back. His arms thrust skyward, and he and his hands bathed in are bathed in pale, pulsing blue light. I'm not stupid enough to fight fair against the likes of you, he said, as the phantasmal likeness of two armored goblin warriors suddenly appear at his side. Cut him down! The translucent goblins, their clawed hands gripping the hide-wrapped haft of two nasty-looking axes, rush silently forward, their ghostly weapons cutting a wide arc before them. Now, to remember, just because something's illusionary doesn't mean it can't kill you. Two phantasmal goblins. The phantasmal goblins viciously hack at you. Yes, well. You have slain your foes. 12x speed. The phantasmal goblins vanish in a shimmering pool of blue sparkles. Your magic-wielding assailant, having, having apparently thought better of waylaying you, turns and flees, rushing into the forest at a breakneck pace. Hmm, so I chase after him, or do I let him go? Hmm. 
The thing is, I'm going to have to sleep at some time, and I really don't want to wanna be woken up in the middle of the night by an assassination attempt. Again. Nope, got to chase after him. Yes, yes, I'm going to have to... Yes, I'm going to have to put him down or get him in prison or something. Because otherwise you'd just be a bother that could turn up at any point. Chase after him. You immediately take up the chase. Dodge, doggedly pursuing the fleeing man into the thick of the forest. Pick a number. Bonus of 40. 20 for woodmanship. 10 from body. 10 for more. Gotta get 75 or more. Oh, he gets away. Pick now. 50. Failure. Oh, he got away. But hopefully, I've scared him enough that he'll stay away. Despite a valiant effort to overtake your fleeing assailant, the man manages to outdistance and evade you in the thick of the wood. At last, having given up all hope of catching him, you abandon your pursuit, stopping to catch your breath at the base base of a leaning, moss-covered oak. After several long minutes, confident he is gone, you quickly set off, eager to make your way out of the forest. You, ult you ultimately find your way out of the forest Head back to the Goblin Claw Inn. Night has already fallen when you step through the doors of the dilapidated inn, only to once again be immersed in the raucous dim of the infamous establishment's thronged common room. There was no sign to be out of Jurid, the wheelwife from Brundabur, who told you about Beggar's Delve. But his absence does little to diminish the sense of relief your return to the inn has served to provide. You take a seat near the fire and are soon enjoying the camaraderie of your fellow patrons. As the night slowly wears on and the crowd packs into the inn begins to thin out, you find yourself nodding off in your chair, your legs stretched out towards the fire's glowing embers and your thoughts drifting back and forth between the damp, dark, eerie silence of beggar's delve and the boisterous, though mostly cheerful, confines of the notorious South Grod Glen Ale Den. Nat finishes this adventure with another 1,024 XP to general and 32 experience to all skills and powers. And also, I'm going to be selling, be selling off those. I'll be selling off those pieces of equipment at some point. Because it's kind of difficult because they're in the same slot of equipment I already have. But I think I can handle this. But anyway, next time... Oh, wait, wait. Enter the inn. Common room. Adventures. I shall do the adventure called The Ashen Faces. The ashen pallor of his countenance and the hollowness behind his wary gaze mirrors the haunting look you witnessed only a few days ago.
Ooh, what could that be? Well, we'll find out next time. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.